<laughs> Shit. Wait, I press, I press go live. Hold on. Oh, man, should we just go? Yes, bro. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to go live, bro. It was an accident. Um, you know what's funny, yeah? Everybody, yeah, has been rating how the last two, how smooth the last two weeks have been. Yeah, I know. See? This is why I went and got us a producer, bro. One week without the producer and the podcast start off, starts off with shit, shit, shit. I didn't mean for us to go live. <laughs> when, when we're actually like four or five minutes late. It's all right, man. It's better than 15 minutes, isn't it? Look at this guy. What's going on, David? Uh, what's happening? Tired, fam. Tired. <laughs> yes, I hate. I'll be honest. I don't know why this week. This week, I'm just knackered, bro. Stressed, knackered, absolutely knackered. And I can't imagine what it's like for you with a newborn. But you know what? I think knackered. I honestly, I honestly think, yeah, that the weather plays a big part. Fam, look at me. I just look all dishevelled. <laughs> <laughs> You do, yeah. You know, when you've got the ne- neggy, um, baggy neckline, baggy, baggy, <laughs> baggy neckline, bro. Yeah, no, um, I feel you, bro. You see this neckline, yeah. This is what Casello Victor hangs on to for fun, bro. He just, yes. he just hang, just dragged it down, bro. Like, just no respect, no respect to my name, bro. No respect. Yeah, but um, yeah, work one. What's supposed to be sending his link to? What's going on? I don't. I'm confused. Do you know what happened? Do you know what happened again? You and you never correct me. I sent the link to you and not the group. Uh, well, why would I? Why would I? No, you did send it to the group. I didn't. I sent it to you. Sorry, I... family. <laughs> He's gonna think we're trying to edge him out of the thing, fam. There you go. Um, what's going on though? Yeah, it's just been one of them weeks, man. How is Casello? He's good. He hadn't um, he hadn't pooed for two days. Yeah. Oh man. Now, from what I know, babies of the, of that age, if they haven't pooed for a couple of days, it's not like a super serious thing. It's just uncomfortable, but it's not super serious. Do you know what I mean? Um, like one 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 of my friends. They've got a daughter maybe like five weeks older than Casello Victor, and their daughter didn't poo for 10 days. 10 days? 10 days. How did they get out? I, I think they were naturally, you would naturally just come out. Like with extremes, you you can, you know, like I don't I don't think the hospital or the doctors were worried until it went over 10 days. But obviously you've got things like suppositories that you can put up that will just release everything immediately can we just um, apologize to anybody eating their dinner right now but we're going to continue talking about poo if that's okay do you want to finish what you had to say because i want to say something about poo well the, well the thing is yeah it's 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 breast milk isn't it so it's not it's breast not actually breast milk all right bro hey, lee what's that from Breast milk. No, it's not. It doesn't know. It's nah, 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 nah. If you're if you're a real comedic genius, yeah, think about it. 
Breast milk. Not his nigger. No, man. <laughs> Do you remember that episode of Chappelle show when he's doing the real world and he makes them go and get Cambodian breast milk? No. <laughs> and he's drinking the breast milk. He's being puffed up. Forget it. And then go on, Damon, go on. Anyway, I can, can I talk about can I talk about Puno? What? Can I talk about Puno? I hadn't actually finished you, oh, Okay, right. yeah, okay. Go go on. You want to talk about Puno so much? Go ahead. So I'm on the CMOS hype. Yeah, we'll okay. get CMOS here. I'm there. I've been I've been on CMOS for about six weeks now. Two like heat tablespoons every day. And it's making man move regular, like good regular though. You mean it, like, it makes a thing hard like planting, isn't it? No, <laughs> not about that. I'm talking about oh. my I'm talking about bowel movements. So you're talking about my thing being hard like plant planting. <laughs> my, what do I eat? Banana makes your bowels good though, no? No, nah, this Fiber. is this is like I'm planting, not that. planting. It's the good poo-poo, like the good poo-poo that just comes out, not in bits, not in chunks, just comes out solid, bang. And I can I can only put it down to CMOS. Oh, Femi's here, by the way. You guys don't want to talk about no one don't want to talk about that now. No, I mean what what what, what do you want us to say? Do you want to, what do you want us to challenge you and disagree? Are you not, I, want, I want I want all of Cut the Chat to be on the CMOS thing. Fredrin, I'm on, I'm on it already. How old are you, Ace? Ace, oh. Ace, do you, do you understand that CMOS, Lee was talking about CMOS before you started talking about CMOS. Oh my God, okay, come on. I just, I just started today. Well, what, so am I not allowed to talk about it because Lee's spoken about it before? No, let's talk about CMOS, bro. What, what are you trying to say, fam? You know what? I had it for a while, you know. It's, it's a funny taste, isn't it? Yeah. It does what? taste butters. Did it, was it good? What did it have good positive effects on you? You know what? Um, I think so. I went through a phase where I was having it in every single day, actually, in my in like my smoothies and my juices. It was like you know, it is what it is, isn't it? People that people that love CMOS love CMOS. <laughs> I think it's all right. The taste is intense, bro. I don't... Someone just told me. Someone told me that uh, this is good for you, Lee. If you if you mix CMOS with white rum. It's an all-night flex, fam. To be fair, no, but the CMOS has improved libido for me. Yeah, there you, go. there you go. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I'm on it every every morning. I need to bring that back. Like a raster man. On it. On. Like a man with 10 utes. Yeah, ready to ras. Ready to ras. Ready to ras. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I found. But I don't, honestly, it's the, it, the taste is a bit rap. Obviously, I've got used to it, but it, it's, I mean, I have it with green tea. So bare, That's a bit disgusting taste, isn't it? It's like full on. Yeah. I have it raw, bareback. You just drink, yes. you just eat it, Ace. I just eat it, two teaspoons. Taste Is it? Do you know what? I've never had this yet, but I, I can imagine it tastes like sperm. <laughs> can we talk about Lee coming back and doing a comedy show? Yes! He's practicing new material on us today. No. So, <laughs> For those that don't know, Lee, little man Vassell, will be hitting the stage again, doing what we know he is the best at doing. Born to do, born to born do. It. To do. He will be hitting that comedy stage once more. This ain't a one-off, is it? Is this the return? No, it's a one-off, bro. Ain't a one-off, bro. Oh, Lee, Lee, should we do this? Lee, I will, yeah, pay for you to do a one-man show. 
That's pressure. Look at him. Look at him. He's I will actually pay for my own what's money. That, what's that fear behind Piccadilly Circus? Piccadilly circus not that know? one. Not like that. Not them levels. Like, I would say like, we'll find no, it's, it's not little. Them levels, it's small. Know. It's small. Man can't afford a big theatre. No, but... the small theatre that's by Lily Whites. Fam, I will sponsor, listen, I will sponsor you to do a one-man show, yeah? And all I want is, like, if there's money made, I break even, and whatever Lee. profit is made is all yours. Lee, I'll That's host it and DJ. I'll do, and I'll do it for this free. Is, this is live to YouTube. Well, I, lo- I, I love the way, I love the way you're like, guess up this thing. Man, I just said, I'll do, in, do in the show. I'll do, I'm going to do a show one-off. Then, yeah, can, we ask you, can we ask you comedy secrets? Go on, then. Are you do? Are you gonna do new material or like? Of course, I can't or, do no old material. I have no why? old material. You can. I would do old. I would do better old jokes. If it was me, uh, I'd get in the archives, read boy. I'll go back to two thousand and four. That year, that used to bang. That was the bang. I'll be. I be getting all my I'll old. Be, I'll be. You know why? Because after five, after five minutes, I get me chewed off the stage. Oh yeah. Oh, you because oh. what, so what you're saying is jokes that you used to say back in the day. You can't say now. I think there's a few jokes that I said back in the day. I couldn't get away with saying now. Really, I'm honest. I'm real. I think majority of my set, I couldn't get away with saying. Did you see the Chris Rock Breakfast Club interview? No, I no, haven't seen it. So what he was saying was that, like, because of like Me Too and cancel culture, I shouldn't say Me Too, because of cancel culture, um, it's made comedy less funny because people are just playing it safe. No one yeah, is like, so. no one is like pushing the boundaries or saying things that. Could possibly offend or whatever, and that's why comedy is not as funny as it used to be. No, I no, I totally agree, man. I think that um, reason why I got into comedy is because I saw it and I was excited by it, and this is what how I feel a bit now. That's why I'm not overexcited because I'm not really excited about it. I'm not dying to go watch comedy shows, which I should be, because I just think I haven't seen anything of recent that's made me think, yeah, oh, there's an angle here. We could we could jump on this. Do you get what I mean? That's how I honestly feel about it. I just feel like the comedy don't excite me. Maybe your maybe your angle, yeah, should just be I want to I want to get cancelled. That would I would find I would find maybe. that so funny. No, Damon, maybe. imagine like the comedian came on stage, yeah, and said everything, everything. to get them. And the thing is, you know, they're saying it to get cancelled, so you can't really yeah, take yeah, it seriously. Yeah, yeah. You can just laugh. Yeah, maybe. that's that should be maybe your angle. Like you I'm gonna get cancelled today. You should do a show, a live show called "I'm um, I'm I'm about to get cancelled." Nah, yeah. nah, 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 before I get cancelled, before I get nah, cancelled, that's too long. Nah, just call it "cancel me," cancel me, and just <laughs> yeah, say nah. everything. Come nah, out and speak about show. all of the religious groups that you know you can't mess with. <laughs> <laughs> Chat about everybody. Talk about colorism. Go in. Do whatever you want to yeah. say. And then just be like, yeah, and you and you're saying it's one and done. If you're saying it's one and done, then you should do that. They should do that and just never work. Oh, just never work again. But, but you, my man, never to work again by the time I'm done. So I'm <laughs> all you man's name, <laughs> all you man's name coming down with me. Ace these is the only one that has a it. proper job. Ace is the only one that has a proper job. None of us have a proper job here. No, no. Man said for now. <laughs> That's scary. Ace, don't say that. Well, now is not good. Is this the first time we've started a show, all four of us, in a long time? Yes. Very, very long time. In it, we ain't we ain't done this for time. It feels a bit weird. Usually I'm waiting for something. You to know what? In. I want us to go back into the barber shop once a month. Do you know what? I don't yeah, see, man. I don't see why we have like we can all go out. And, I don't know why know. we are linked this, up to do need, the barber shop. All the other podcasts are doing like legit nice looking shows now. I'm yeah, kind of yeah. jealous. I yeah. think we need to like we need to um stop doing Zoom. What are you saying next week? 
All right, we're talking about we're talking about that after. Oh, yeah, Amy's Amy's got commitments. <laughs> so we can't, I've got like, commitment <laughs> issues. Amy's <laughs> got commitments. We can't just make plans for him. You know. But, like, but I think I think we need to do, even if we come to yours, Ace. Even like yeah, for come like true, man. Like a quick daytime thing. Ace, Ace's can work. Like I can bring Casello Victor with me. It's local. Come true, Ace man. Can work. Ace's one can work. Um, can we can we crack on with the topics? Because we got a good a few good things that we need to talk about today. Go for it. Uh, let's start with something fun. Lee, how old are you? <laughs> 36. Ace, how old are you? 40. Have you had a finger up your bum yet? <laughs> Haven't, you know. Bruv, prostate cancer is has overtaken breast cancer. It's the number one cancer in the country. Wow. This is heartwarming, this topic. It needs to be spoken about. Let's like what, what what are signs? What are the signs of this though? Um Femi, you're the Google man. No, 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 no. You're you're <laughs> the one that has had the hand up your bum, bro. You need to tell man, them. man said the hand. No, man said the hand, you know. Bro, whatever. What, Damon, you had, a, you had a prostate exam. Yeah, years ago. You spoke about well, it. And, and I need to, I need to go and get another one, but we are we are all now of the age where we should be getting it done. Come round, I'll do it for you. More huh? Hmm? What? <laughs> what are you vision? So what are you, you tell me what, what I need to feel? What for? are you feeling for, bro? What do you think that you're gonna be feeling for? What how do you know if he's I, I would think I'd have to feel for some sort of lumps. Uh, um, maybe like bumps. Well, what about Doody? Doody's got lumps. He feels Doody. I'll push that aside, innit? <laughs> right, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, it's very serious, guys. It's very serious. Like, yeah, come on. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like, real, like, honestly, like, it's the number one cancer in the, in, in, in the, this is, like, we need to get the, get this exam. And from what I remember, and it wasn't that long ago, um, it wasn't that long ago. It took maybe about 10 seconds. Do you know what I mean? So, 10 seconds. That's all it took. Yeah, bro. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not a, a long pr- procedure at all. Um, all right, look, I've just Googled it, yeah. Why are you Googling it when you went through it? We want to want to no, know exactly what happened. Direct, like, we want to direct. We want to know what happened. Ace, Lee said the symptoms. Oh, okay, go on, go on. Right. Needing to go toilet more frequently and often during the night. Uh, needing to rush to the toilet. Difficulty, difficulty, in, difficulty in starting to go toilet. Uh, straining and taking a long time while going to the toilet. A weaker flow than normal. Uh, feeling that your bladder hasn't emptied fully. And blood in your urine and blood in your semen. Those are some of the symptoms of prostate cancer uh, to look out for. But, you know, just like all cancers, the sooner you get checked, the sooner you, 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 it, you know, if you're unfortunate enough to have a cancer, the sooner, the, the sooner they see it, the better, the more chance you have at survival. Do you know what I mean? And this, this is something that is so quick, it's so simple. Do you know what I mean? That that could actually add years to your life. Uh, 
there's no way the number should be this high. It's ridiculous. It's as, as somebody that's gone through that examination, the truth is men don't want that examination, even though we have to have it. But as somebody that's had it here, yeah, like, what is it like? Real art, honestly. That obviously, like, the nightmare scenarios, man, am I thinking, like, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. up to the knuckle, or like, yeah. like, what is, like, what is it? What actually all right. happened? All right. First, first, things, by. first things first, yeah, yeah. Let's let's address probably the most common issue that we will probably hear amongst our friends and family when talking about this is the whole oh a man violating me first and foremost yeah take that out of the equation yeah take your sexuality out of the equation it's got nothing to do with it do you understand it's got absolutely nothing to do with this exam whatsoever yes a qualified doctor puts his his finger up your bum he's feeling for your prostate gland yeah, that's what he's feeling for. And he knows exactly where he is. So he's, he's not pushing his finger up and, you know, trying to find the exit of Spaghetti Junction or nothing like that. He knows exactly where he is. So it's not, you know, it's not a kind of like, oh, move over to the left, move over. No, no, no. It's a simple, it's a very, very, very simple thing. Um, and for me, being the type of person that I am, yeah, I found more humour in leading up to it than fear or, or, or worry, do you know what I mean? Like, there were so many kind of cliches that were happening. Do you know what I mean? Like, the doctor would say, like, oh, go behind there, pull your trousers down, whatever else. Or, you know, there's so many things that in my head was like, this is actually a laughable moment, more than me being worried. Do you know what I mean? The reason it took me so long to go is because I just don't go to the doctor anyway, which isn't a good thing. Like, before, before I got my prostate checked, I think I hadn't been to the doctor for maybe about eight, nine years. Wow. But, and that's a bad thing, but that's me and how I... What, what made you go and get your checked anyway? Uh, probably eye shot, to be fair. Do you know what I mean? Because you see like, you see like you man now, or even people that are listening to this podcast, they've heard me say, ain't been to the doctors for like eight, nine years. There's probably people in the comments that are like, nah, rah, D, that's not good. Even you, man, would be like, nah, D, that's not good. But I'm not going to see you, man, for like another week. Do you know what I mean? I see Ice every day. Yeah. I chat to Ice every day, so she's going to be on me every day. And there's only so many excuses that you can give for why you, I haven't booked an appointment for the doctors. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't because I'm scared or anything. I honestly think I'm fine. I think I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like I've woken up with aches and pains. I've just Damon. walked it off. Damon, for the benefit um, of um, the people that are listening through the podcast platforms, um, people have messaged to say um, it's a blood test now. And... <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say that? Can I just say one thing? I was literally just sitting here thinking, yeah? It's 2021. We've got self-driving cars. I can download a three-hour movie in four seconds. Like, why can't wait, they just wait. scan me and tell me if I've got... <laughs> like, why can't they just, a doctor just come up with his phone and just go, nah, you're blessed. Like, why Are you telling me that my David bottom? got fingered for no reason? <laughs> oh, my days. Nightmare, no, brother. 
No leaks. That is amazing. Nah, it's like about nah. four years ago. But well, Matt, you still got fingered. But, it's but blood test now, for real. No, but this is the thing. This this actually makes it even worse because if, if your fear was that, then there's that that there shouldn't be that fear anymore. So right, can, can I, down. Remember a couple of years ago when I when I told you I had piles? Do you remember this? Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I went to the doctor. Yes, he's a and the doctor and the doctor had to like tell me to lay on my front and put the glove on. And he had I don't know he had to he I don't know if he what was he trying to do? I don't know what he was trying to do, to be fair. I think with piles, sometimes, if it's coming out, he was feeling for the pile, and then they try and push it back in sometimes. It depended on how bad it really was. And I remember, do you remember when I told you? I couldn't I couldn't ease up. I just couldn't ease mm -hmm. up. It wasn't, it wasn't easy for me. Like, he was saying, relax. And he just let me go. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're a doctor and you're really trying to do this thing, you shouldn't just let me go. Like, you've got a job to do, you know? Why did you just relax? Why did you relax? Ace, I couldn't relax. I couldn't. You can't say, oh, you want him to force you. Like, that's just no, no, I don't want to force But I, I wanted him to kind of, like, he, he just gave up straight away. When he realised that I was tense, he was like, you need to relax. And I was like, I can't ease up. He just was like, all right, cool, fine. Took the glove off. But, in the what do you want him to do, though? What do you want him to do if he doesn't? If, if, if he kissed me right there, <laughs> I would have folded. I think I would have folded. Right there. Oh, I know, we have to be spot. serious. All right, all right. I don't know what I don't know what he would have done. I don't know what he would have done, but I just felt like he gave up easy, and say it was serious because it was just like, all right, cool, get this cream, rub it on it, and see how it goes. Do you get what I mean? Lee, did Lee. someone write down twenty-five, please? Who? Huh? Say that again. Fine, gone. Lee, to be fair Yo. to the doctor, yeah. If he tried to imagine if he tried to force the situation and made it worse, do you know what I mean? Like you're in a position to possibly take no. man to court and all that kind of stuff. Do you know what? I, no, but I felt that he felt awkward. I felt like, do you know what? I didn't feel like he was that reassuring. He was a young doctor, and I felt like it almost like maybe I intimidated him because he wasn't like I felt like as an I don't know. Do you get what I mean when I'm saying this? Like he didn't. Really like try after that. He didn't. It's like he didn't care. All right, cool. If you don't want me to do it, fine, whatever. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Boom. And I was like, right, all right. So that's all I had to say is no. So if I said no, he would have been like, but he didn't say, oh well, it's important that this X, Y, and maybe if he broke it down step by step, maybe I would have eased up. But it would. It was uncomfortable for me, man. I just couldn't do it. Well, you know, unfortunately, your you, the thing that the, the situation that you had isn't a blood testing anymore. Or now, that's still a physical situation. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, the, the it's something that, you know, I was watching a program earlier today and it's the, the fear that this, this guy had for needles, you know, and obviously fear is irrational, isn't it? Like, you've got people that are scared of pigeons, I'm scared of spiders, you know, it's irrational. You know, and it is what it is, but... I think it, it hopefully it gets to the point where as an adult we we look and say, boy, my fear of the doctors or my fear of having a finger up my bum or whatever it is is nowhere near the, the the worst case scenario, which is possibly having cancer or possibly having a life-changing, you know, situation that could have been avoided. And I think we, you know, we need to tell 
all of the men in our family, all of our friends, like, go get it done. Bro. And the worst thing as well, it's free. <laughs> like, it's free. How can somebody be offering you a free procedure to extend your life? Like, and, and, and the thing is, prostate cancer is ridiculously high within black men. Ridiculously high. It's a free thing. But man will happily, quickly, quick. Do you know, do you know what's funny? Do you, know, do you know I would like to see this stat? And we're probably never going to see this stat. But I would like to see the stat of the amount of men that actually take themselves to the sexual health clinic as opposed to the amount of men that would take themselves to go and get checked, get their prostate checked. It'd be mad. It will actually be mad. And that's ridiculous. You know, you know, can you know that, that have you heard of that body MOT you can pay like a hundred something pounds for? Yeah. You know what? I'd love to be one of them, you know, I'll be honest. Does that, doesn't that tell you if you've got any sort of problems in your body? It's, I don't I think, know what I don't know what it consists. I think, I think what you're talking about, it must be a broad church, if you get what I mean. It must be like a generic sort of thing. Oh, is that what, what it is? What is the body MOT? It's like you can just go and get and get MOT. Um, you could basically go and get te- tested privately for everything to see if you're everything right. from head to toe. They so can scan your body and tell you X, Y, and Z. I'm, I've been meaning to book one of those. To be, to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that idea as well. You know, what are you saying, Lee? Been... Should we all go and do it? Let's do maybe it. Let's do contact, it. Maybe we will contact a company. They might do it if all of us want to do it as a pod. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? We can get it as influencers, influencers. I, well, I don't know. How, I don't know how good that will be. Like, obviously, if you like find out that you've got chlamydia or something and you've had it. Oh, my. they tell you that you're broken. Imagine they told you you're broken. We said and, we uh, was gonna do a pod from the, the clinic once, and we never did it. Man, clinic. What, what clinic? Broken? We said we was all gonna go and get sexual health tests together. I got no reason to be up in there, though. No, this was years ago. This was yeah, years. Yeah, swear one of your bridges. This is years ago. This is years ago. This is I like one of your bridges. Um, we did YouTube shows, and we said, "Who? My, one of my bridges? What? He's occupied at one of those places? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she used to work there. Yeah." Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a friend that I got a friend. Actually, she still works in sexual health. Yeah, and she knows a lot of people from Should coming. You get through. her on. Uh, I could do. You know, I could give her a shout. Not yeah. now, I but could... like on one. No, of yeah, I, yeah. I'll get her to. But she can't disclose inform- certain information. No, but about obviously, people. we're not asking her to start talking about mandem. We're just asking her to like you know to, just to get a sense of what that type of job is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's I'll nothing wrong. There was nothing worse than being ace and going to the clinic. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> oh, I fucking hated it, man. Not because, I f- not because I'm famous or anything. Just because I know there's... Like, you're famous, no, 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 I'm not no, famous. No, no, but hey. what I'm saying is, um, there's likely to be somebody, or like, not no. even likely, there's hey. a chance that somebody there is going to know who I am hey. and what I do. You know what's I- mad? Do you know what's mad, Ace, yeah? What? I know you don't like to think this, yeah? But you're famous, bro. You've been okay. on radio, yeah? Every single day for like how many years? I'm not famous, but because of that reason, I hated it. I hated going to the clinic. Hey, you chop up your fame every Ace. day. Ace, you're famous. Do you know how much people message me and mm. tell me that they, they saw you walking in the West End? <laughs> walking in the West End? How much man saw me and tell me that they saw you on the bus? <laughs> I, I haven't been on a, I don't remember the last time I've been on the bus. 
shoes. Obviously, yeah. he works, obviously he works in the West End, Ace. Bare people tell me they see you walking in the West End. I, I tell them to run up on you. Don't get shanked, you know. Ace, do you, do, Ace, right. do you think you feel, you feel a type of way getting on the bus? No, I just, I've got no reason to get on a bus. No, but if you had to, would you feel a type of way? Be honest. No. Would you rather walk? No, I get tube and train every day. No, tube and trains. Celebrities get tube and train all the time. I see John Barnes on the tube. And I was like, right, wrong? should he be on the tube? So you think the bus is more shameful than the train? I don't know. I, I think the train is something that you... That, no. Look, Rihanna got on the train to her own concert. Rihanna got on the train to her own concert. That was hype. The bus is from this it was actually the, bus, the quickest way for her to get there. The bus is more volatile. The bus is just a volatile. Can I, can I, can I, can situation. I, can I add well, to that quickly? I'll let you finish, yeah, because you've got the best point about buses, yeah. And I'll tell you what, yeah, I lived, there was a period of time I lived in Edmonton, right? So I moved from Holloway to Edmonton and I did not have a car, right? For about maybe two or three months. I was 18, I just moved out of home, right? And I moved to this yard. And these times now, listen, I would, my brethren's would get to Holloway. I'll go raving with my brethren's, yeah? I was trying to do this bus thing, yeah? Go raving with my brethren's, get to um, Holloway, 99 Pistols on Seven Sisters Road in Holloway, right? My brethren's will all get off because they live in Holloway still, go to their houses, and I'll be there waiting for the N279, yeah? And I'll get this N279. And after about two or three times catching this N279, I knew that at Bruce Grove, anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> every single day, every single night. Real talk. That's like no, the, no. the, the two I'm, by three going to Hackney from Clapton. Same thing. Like From bro, Clapton, it's peak. Anything could happen. Like, and I've seen someone get robbed there. I've seen people get beat up. I've seen like, People like you know that are not in their right mind getting on a bus, like literally. And the, and you know what? When I lived in that area in that time, I realized, I realized, yeah, that I couldn't do the bus thing because actually on the train was mainly people that were going to work or had somewhere to be. On the bus was anyone? Were people bumping the bus? Were like people sleeping on the bus? Were like you? you Anything happened on the bus, it's volatile, it's it's potentially scary. It's a mad thing, still. It's a mad thing. Yeah, to add to, add to what Femi's saying, I remember from Clapton to Mayor Street, boy, I had to hold my breath and, <laughs> and sit and sit next to the driver because I was thinking anything can happen, anything can happen. It's madness. So, yeah, I hear that, and that's why I say the bus thing is a different, it's a different game. Yeah, I'd rather walk. Everyone seen I'd rather walk. On the bus. Everyone's seen at least one piece of fuckery on the bus before. No, like my cousin, yeah, got robbed on a bus, yeah. This is when he lived in Edmonton as well. And he got he was on a bus. He's trying to work on his laptop. He's one of them. My cousin's like a proper buffing. Like he's got this technical job at like one of the biggest companies in the world, yeah. Trying to work on his laptop, yeah. And the guy tried to rob him of his laptop at White Art Lane, yeah. And He's, he thought it was a Mr. Hero. The guy dragged the laptop. They He basically pulled the laptop off him and fell, you know that top bit on the bus? My cousin tried to grab it off him and he dragged my cousin over the barrier down the stairs. But my cousin, obviously, he's like, I'm not letting go of my laptop. You know them buffins that are on it? Like, <laughs> he's like I've got work to finish. The guy just gave up. 
my cousin wouldn't let go. He fell off the bus. Crazy. I'll tell you a story. Two, five, three, Clapton. I knew it was peak. I heard it was two, three in the morning. I heard a couple of men coming up. I'm not going to say what accents they had, but they were familiar to mine. And <laughs> they went upstairs. They started taking the cameras out of the front of the bus. <laughs> I just saw like they were workmen. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you sit on the back seat here. Yeah, there used to be a lever. So, Switch that lever out the window, hand dropped it to the floor, and kept it moving. That's all I'm saying. You hurt yourself. Did you hurt yourself? No, bro. The adrenaline wouldn't allow me to hurt myself. Are you mad? I well, did you saved have a my on? life. Did you, did you have a bag on? What do you mean? I had the Walkman. Yeah. I had the Walkman attached to my trouser there. The Walkman <laughs> with a cassette in it. Yeah. I was off. That wasn't leaving me. I wasn't losing that. You hand dropped the back of the bus. I had a heartless crew tape in. I hand dropped. I opened up the thing. Hand dropped it. Bang. I will, I will say this year, when I got older and I had to get on a bus, to avoid seeing Efries, I used to sit downstairs. Downstairs. I used to sit downstairs. <laughs> I ain't got time for it. I'm just going to sit downstairs. I used to sit downstairs in the back, downstairs. Yeah, no, you were a bad boy for sitting downstairs at the top in the back. No, I was downstairs. I'm with the aunties, fam. I'm with the aunties. And that's the warmest part of the bus as well, because that's where the engine is. That's where the engine is, yeah. in the winter. You're just warm in there. Do you know what I'm saying? Nah, I'm not, I, don't, I ain't got time to be upstairs to, to, in, in the, the, the land of no, no one's there to see you, to help you. Nice long. Bro, you're on your own, bro. I don't That's know why I was, I was stupid, bro. I used to always go upstairs, sit right at the back in the corner. Like, just naive, bro. Just silly with it. But you know what? As, if I got on the bus now, I'll be sitting with the aunties. 100%. I think I'll be, that's what I'm sitting. I'm sitting near the door when the door opens. The bus is weird now. You can get on any direction. I don't know how it works. It's mad. I don't even know the bus numbers. I don't know where anything goes anymore. I ain't been on a bus for so long. So I, like I don't even know. Do you know what? what? Is what? Did you ever? Did you ever use the bus to get home? And you're driving. What? I remember one time I never knew the route home, so I just followed the bus. What? <laughs> never knew the route home, so I followed the bus. Yeah, you know, back like, in the day, man, if you didn't have, have a to Z, if you didn't have an A to Z, you didn't know where you were going. I don't know. All I knew you. it was in West End, and I didn't know what way to go home. So I saw the 38. I said, "That goes to Clapton." And from Clapton, I can maneuver, and I followed it all the way behind. Can you imagine you when it stopped? When it stopped, I stopped. <laughs> Indicators on everything, like I'm picking up passengers, and then carried on going. Imagine that is the most foolish thing I've heard in my. Telling you, bro. You no, know, I, I get I'm it. Not the only I, one. No, I, I get it. It sounds one. mad. You know what? It sounds mad now. Yeah, it sounds mad now. It makes sense. But back it in makes the day. Sense. Back in the day, yeah, I remember I used to like, I had a Blackberry and that was like, I had a map, a little map and I would be holding it and looking at the thing. That was before mm. they even had those stand things on the phones. And I, mm. I didn't even have a sat nav, I missed that phase. Makes sense. All right. People used to rob sat navs out of your car. People used to try to rob them little, remember like them, fa- who invented them stupid face off, like them, them. <laughs> Them um, systems that you get in your car. Remember them systems? Yeah, and you have to pull out the whole thing. Yeah. I know they had a bag of them. Man said they, they were about four of them in a the whip. They no, worked. Them they systems were lit. Them systems they were worked. lit. Well, now that oh, you've got... You just pull out the whole thing. No, think. the face. You just kick the face off. Put it in your top pocket. Go on. Yeah. No, but I remember my uncle... The little my uncle used to move with, My uncle, uncle used to move with the whole metal thing. He used to do yeah, the whole thing. Pull out the whole thing. The whole thing. Pull it out like a sword. 
Yeah, and have the hands walk with it. Like what? It no, makes sense guys, at the time, though. Can we appreciate the fact that that smartphones have just changed the whole changed game? The game? How did we find anywhere before GPS? Bro, you know what? Because no one uses A to Z. You're not talking about the maps. You're not talking about uh, A to Z, but I didn't have to use it anyway. Because I couldn't I work out that. my bearings on the A to Z. How would you even know where you were on the A to Z? I would just, just be like, yeah, I'm going to Shubs in East and then just drive to East and then find just my drive. way to the... And just find my way to East the Shubs. <laughs> These times, you're thinking you're driving to East. You probably went through West, <laughs> North Circular, come all the way around, the back of the H12 down. And Fam, I've done, some, I've done some, I used to do some meandering. Now that I know London properly, yeah, I used to do some meandering routes when I was yeah. in I used one bridge. London Bridge was the only bridge I knew. I didn't know any other bridge. Anywhere <laughs> I was going, if I was going Ealing, I'd take London Bridge. I didn't need to go over the bridge. Anywhere I went was London Bridge. I didn't know. I didn't even know until I London knowledge. I didn't even know about all these other bridges. Hilarious. Um, Damon, before we move on, can we do our guest? So. Well, well, well. The, yeah, let's do the guest because they need to go, yeah. and we are taking up time. Let's do the guest. So last week we couldn't do our Black Business Corner because they were not available. But today we have them on the line. Um, I'm excited to speak to this young lady. She has created this book. And if you can see the title, Why Are They Crying? It's a book, uh, a collection of words. Can you see me? Turn the volume Hello? Because <laughs> they need to go. And we are picking up time. Turn off YouTube. Turn off YouTube. Couldn't do our Black Business Corner because they were not available. Turn off YouTube. Oh, shit. We have them on the line. Um, I'm excited. Turn your volume down. Mute yourself and then turn off YouTube. <laughs> there you go. All right, so basically, it's all good. Don't worry about it. A collection of words, pictures, thoughts, and feelings on racism uh, by our local, national, and international black heroes and heroines. Alice, would you like to introduce your? Truly amazing daughter. Hi guys, um, this is my daughter. She's 15 and she's written her first book. So she's gonna talk to you guys about it. It's a little bit to do with um, race relations and her opinion as a 15 year old. So go for it, yeah. Hello. Hi, uh, my name's Nia, I'm 15. Uh, so our book is called Why They Crying. It's a book about racism and inside the books there's like thoughts and feelings and there's celebrities' views on racism as well. So it's to show that it's not just having class and money doesn't mean that you can't experience racism. So it's to help people understand more and the questions that are inside of it, like why are they frustrated and why are we crying? It's because like we're really tired and it's just to help and educate people that may not understand. Nia. Yeah. Uh oh, you've got you've got uh bits from Idris Elba, Ashley Banjo, Miss Jamelia, Michelle Obama. Go on. Question for you. Why did you decide to write this book? What drove you to 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 do this? I just uh, wrote this book because I think I can relate to all the questions that 
we've spoken about in the book and it's to also help other races that may not understand what we go through and experience as a community and it's to uplift the black community obviously I'm only 15 but it's like me being 15 I still feel like I should be able to have a voice and that it doesn't really also matter about your age I can still write I wanted to write a book in the first place but I wasn't sure what I wanted to write about but when the George Floyd situation happened like it made me upset and it made me realize that racism was what I wanted to write about as I've experienced it and as I've seen family experience it and it just makes me that upset so yeah you know a lot of people may want to write a book or have ideas about writing a book but you've actually got like Damon's got the physical book in his hands here like you've gone from it being an idea to actually being something what was the process my dad dropped it my dad dropped it so all of you all of um, your your books I signed it as well Damon has all of them so yeah so this one I've got in my hand is actually yours is that one my one yeah Sick. This is actually your one, signed by the young lady herself. Hey, it's going to be Thank worth you very much. Well, my, my question is, like, how do you go from the idea of having a book to it actually becoming a physical thing? What was the process in making the book? So the publishing company, yeah. Jackson, mm-hmm. um, it's a black-owned publishing company. Zoop, zoop. Um, if, I'm saying it's good that it's oh. a black-owned company. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, first, my first book I've had, it was like I did peer mentoring with um, a nine-year-old. So in fact, I'm related to the people that own the publishing company. Okay. That's how also they know me as well. But I said, now I wanted to do my own book and I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do it about. And then they said, we give you opportunity to write about racism. I've been brought up in a Pan-African culture home and because I'm quite experienced and know my history and not a lot of black kids know our history, I think that's another reason why I wanted to write it as well. Sick. No. Um, do, 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 you're 15. Do you feel or did you feel that uh, being brought up in 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 the UK and in London, uh, you have a different experience uh, than anybody else in the world? So and so, so George Floyd, obviously that happened in America, and what I heard a lot was we live in the UK. The police aren't as bad in the, in the UK as it is in America, blah, blah, blah. Do, do, do you as a 15-year-old feel like there's a barrier between being black and a young black American and young black British, or do you think it's, it's all the same? Um, I think in countries like England and America, because like throughout the world, we just live in a systematically racist society. But I feel like it's probably, you can see it more in America, but it also happens in England, but they just don't show it as much. Like in terms of like police brutality. Um, but yeah, in, 
in schools as well in terms of like racism i don't think it probably happens worse um in america because like well in ha i live in hackney most of the schools in hackney are like multicultural so that's most like not going to happen but like in america or see if you have leaders like donald trump or he's the president now joe biden whatever, those leaders they're not really they have like the old mentality of racism meaning that it's not really going to change unless we have good leaders and we learn how to educate ourselves as well one last one last question um we we, we don't usually get 15-year-olds. We don't. I think you're probably the youngest person that's ever been on this show, so well done. And I don't think we'll ever have 15-year-olds again because we talk, about, <laughs> we talk about things that we don't really want you to hear. But I think this is a unique opportunity for us to know, like, today marks the one year, one year since the murder of George Floyd. And we don't necessarily get to hear how that situation affected young people. So, like, what did that, that and obviously like black people were being murdered all over the world but that one situation was one that we all watched what did that how did that situation affect you and were you talking about that with your friends and what were they saying yeah um i think that situation affected all black people as a whole it triggered us to come together like so like the black lives matter movement it yeah it triggered everyone to come together because we felt like so if it's on the cop that was on his neck, yeah, he looked into the camera while he was killing George Floyd, which showed that he had no sympathy or mm. empathy. And he also had the the camera on his um, the body cam. Obviously now he's um, gone to jail for murder, mm. but for the amount of time that he was on his neck, which was nine minutes, nine, nine minutes and 25 seconds, is that like, how can, someone not feel like any sort of remorse mm. to murdering someone cold blood in front of a group of people. Mm. And I just felt like, obviously in England, it's not that, it's not filmed that much, but in the book, there's celebrities that have come out and spoken about their experience with police brutality, like um, Ashley Waters and, him saying that how he's experienced it or Retri too and how his dad has experienced it. And it's like, it's not that spoken about in the UK, but it does happen. And I think the George Floyd situation, it did upset all black people as a whole because it's like, it's just showing us what happens every day. And then after that, there was the Breonna Taylor situation. And then many things just kept happening and kept happening. And it's like, we speak, but, we don't get heard that much. They can hear us, but they ignore us. And it's like, you gotta just show and do as many solutions as you can so they can start to understand us and give us the equal rights that we deserve. Like, I don't think that we're asking for too much, if you get what I mean. Like, it's just- no, I just wanna live. General <laughs> human rights and which you deserve is just equal rights and that's literally all we're asking yeah. for and it's just like yeah. that's not what we're getting at the moment and is that i'm just hoping that we we could have advanced in a society from from slavery but we're in 2021 and 
we're still systematically oppressed and we still don't really have a say we're still not treated equally and it's like we're just tired we're we're just we're just tired so that's what my book is mainly speaking about and I speak about the George Floyd situation and how it made me feel which was upset and just angry had a lot of questions and just curiosity and if like also young children having to grow up seeing this as well ages of three four five and going to black life matter protests and being confused and why they're not treated the same as their white friend or why they can't do this because they're black it's like if they're not going to listen to us we all just have to support each other so yeah wow go on this here is it's, honestly it's been a privilege to have you on like you're inspirational beyond you know what you know um so this is the book where can we get this book from Trevi's posted a couple links in the um in the chat anywhere else we can get this book from um we're gonna, uh, Dame, I'm gonna bring some to the shop and they can go okay. on the website as well. It's blackjackmedia.com. And it's also at Waterstones. Yeah, it's on Waterstones as well. Look, Femi. Okay. Um, <laughs> bring, bring, bring as many as you can to the shop because, you know, they, you know they will move fast in the barbershop. Yeah, and the ones in the shop, she gets all of the money from. So to be fair, we prefer her to, for people to support the ones in the shop. Yeah. Okay. Are you Brilliant. Sure blackjackmedia.com though, because I've just gone on there and the website is not working. One minute, let me confirm. .co.uk. There you go. .co.uk. And it's blackjack with just a C, not a CK, right? Just a C, yeah. Okay. Oh, buy that. Support the team. Thank you so Support much for joining us. This is amazing. Um, thank you very much for coming on. We know that you, you it's past your bedtime. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, good luck. Thank you. That you're doing. Thank you for and, having me. Uh, well done. Bless up. You're more than welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, so Femi, knowing, you know, knowing that it's a year mm. since that mad day, mm. how, how are you feeling, like, you think? You think? Do you think? Oh, they've not left. They just can't leave. them leave. He just kick us out. We don't have to do it. Don't have to leave. He just kick us out. Oh, we we we. Um, we need to yeah, do that. Like, guest like, training. Guest training. You know, guest. Do 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 you think black people's move forward do you think the world to move forward in terms of the world do you think the media and everybody else has moved forward because i think black people we don't need to move forward actually we don't need to do anything really do you think everybody else has, 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 has moved forward or you know do you know what yeah um I've been reading a lot about like, you know, sort of like racial segregation in America. And obviously I'm not going to go into it, but I, I read this report and like the main takeaways were like, you know, you can improve the experience of African-Americans. Obviously we'll start there because it started there by, you know, improving sort of um, 
the housing policy that has meant that a lot of black people have lived in the poorest parts of town for literally hundreds of years and um and also ownership of housing and so um rates of black home ownership in america in 2021 are lower than rates of white home ownership were in 1870. what wild that's crazy isn't it and so in terms of like you know racial disparity in america so through it starts with the house you live in and then obviously schools the school you go to is based on your catchment area then that, then it affects your education then it affects what you're exposed to so like for african-americans obviously that's part and parcel of the type of racism that they experience. This is before we get to unconscious bias and all these other things. And obviously then you've got the policing, the way people are policed. And like, you know, they're really trying to introduce, you know, um, diversity policies within different police departments. And obviously we know that people have been killed daily almost, black and white since the death of George Floyd by police in America. Like, you know, I was going to do, I was due to do a documentary about it with, um, with a broadcast, but I'm no longer able to do it. But like that's happened daily since, every single day since someone has been killed. And then you've got um, like, you know, the, the diversity training that has been given at the moment, like the diversity training that they're focusing on is something called ABLE, which is active bystandership, bystandership, law enforcement which looks at you know the police officer that is standing next to their co-colleague as they attack someone or they're using ridiculous amounts so it's, it's, it's like that thing that they tried that they brought over here uh with the gangs and all of that uh i can't remember but either way the idea yeah. is there's a university called georgetown university and they're trying joint to enterprise or something. I think what you're No, it's about. not even like that. Yeah, but it's joint enterprise was slightly different. It was like, you know, if if you're caught near the scene of a crime or you're gang affiliated, you all go to jail every single well, one. It's, just, it's just making people around responsible and, and no, but you know, it's making that specifically the police officer around yeah. responsible, yeah. not everyone else. So it's like yeah, and it's not even necessarily making them responsible, it's training them to be more alert. So it's not like they'll get prosecuted. It's like, you know, you just need to, if you see your colleague doing something bad, you just don't turn a blind eye and like crack on. You know what I mean? And then also like there's a lot of child poverty in America. And so those are the three areas that, you know, they feel that America's still lagging behind. Obviously the policing's the policing. And it's, I mean, the, the prosecution of Derek Chauvin is going to go a long way towards like, you know, sort of making the police, putting fear in the police and also at the same time making the black community feel like they're being protected. In that way, the housing thing is still active and it's going to take hundreds of years, I reckon, to get rid of that. Like, you know, to get rid of actual ghettos. Like, you know, in London, we used to like, we say we live in hoods, but like a lot of us that grew up in hoods grew up, also grew up like next to one million pound houses. It's bizarre. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In England, the hoods are not completely segregated from that, the rich people houses. And then on top of that, You've got um um you've got child poverty is massive in America, and so they're bringing in um a new child tax credit in America. They've never actually had um they've never had um they've never had sort of a child tax credit in the UK. We've had that for years and years, 
all over the West, like they've had child tax credit in one form or the other for years, maybe even hundreds of years, right? Whereas in America, the, the Joe Biden um, administration is bringing that in. And like the, the aim of that is to cut child poverty and with specifically within the African Caribbean, African American community, sorry, it will cut it by two thirds. Like just the act of the government bringing in this benefit. And so like there's there's things are happening, like, you know, but only time will tell. Like we can't say the world has changed a year on, but the only one thing that I would change, think say has changed globally is that, you know, these conversations are being had a lot more. And a lot of black people that I speak to, a lot of black people like, you know what, I'm more confident to talk about my blackness and to go into work and not have to put on a face. You know, I can I can openly be black for the first time. And I suppose in that way, George Floyd changed the world. It changed, it meant that black people could in the West be black and not have to pretend to be something else when they go to work. It meant that their, their blackness in the workplace is being looked upon as an asset. But whether it's changed like the way people completely look at Black people, only time will tell. I think that's for that's for five years' time and ten years' time. But it's a shame that it took for a man to die for us to have the conversations that we've been able to have, have in the past year. And also, like, you know, for it took for a man to die for, like, you know, Ace and and uh, Shawnee B to win that award. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, it's almost, like, sad that, you know, all the progress that has been made took for that horrific video to be shared online, which I still haven't watched. I don't think I could ever watch that. Like, you know, took for that horrific thing to happen for like the progress of the past year, which I would say, actually, I'd argue in terms of conversation, it's monumental. In terms of action, I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, I, I, I was thinking that, you know, he went on the march and for, for a solid couple of months of last year, everybody seemed to be united, you know, in one direction, one movement, whether, you know, whatever it was called, you know, we all seemed to have come together, you know, on these marches and, and everyone's attitude seemed to be going in the right direction. Um, and, you know, it's not sustainable to, to, to be on these markets every single week. I get it. Um, but I was worried that we would be in the situation that we're in now where how many months down the line, you know, it, it's, 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 it's never going to be forgotten. It's not forgotten, but it's like, what are we still actively doing? You know, like footballers are, are, are taking a knee. And I've noticed even with that, you know, it started off, and this is from the commentary, it started off with, you know, Black Lives Matter to taking a knee, you know, to kick out racism. Now it's it's they're taking a knee to, to, to kick out any form of ism within the world. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, as time's gone on, it's just like, it's us, then it's us and that, then it's us, that, that, and that, then it's us, that, that, and that. Now it's just one, you, 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 you know what I'm saying? And it, it's, it's, as you quite rightly said, the killings haven't stopped. The killings haven't stopped. Black people are still being lynched. A, girl, a woman was lynched 
couple of weeks ago, a guy was linked a couple of weeks ago that is trying to say that it, it, it was suicide. And, and these things are still happening. The police officer killed a black man the other day. That's still happening. You know, and then when you sit down and you think, why, why have they not passed these, these laws that people are trying to, you know, force through in America? Like, like how can this be happening? How, and, and as you rightly said a, a, a couple of months ago on the podcast, how can you have a problem with black people saying you want to be treated equally? It doesn't make no sense. How can you argue that? How can you stand up in front of my face and and listen? I'm not I'm not saying man wants pee. I'm not saying man wants the jewels back that certain people have stolen from Africa. I'm not saying that. You understand what I'm saying? Man just says just treat us equally, and you have a problem with that. We still got a very 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 long way to go. A very long way to go. Do you know what I mean? Very right, it's, it's funny that that report that came out and said that there, there there's no institutionalized racism in this country. <laughs> and then we see videos of white girls just openly calling a my, my man the N-word while he's doing his job. I uh, do you know, in fact, even today. So today one extra did their one year after George Floyd's anniversary, I should say, and I'm gonna call it anniversary, but the murder of George Floyd show. And just reading some of the comments underneath tweets, this is wild, man. Like, do we live here? It's nuts. Like, yeah. it's crazy. People are like, oh, there's no mention of him being a thug, a thief, threatening a pregnant woman. Um, no mention of that. People saying, oh, after you're going to do a, pro- a program about the murder of Lee Rigby by a black man. If not, then why not? Uh, if black lives really mattered, then they'd stop shooting each other. That's the classic one. That's, it's mad. That's always comes up. That's the one. Tiny Temper put up. Tiny Temper the... said, "Tiny Temper said, how can we expect other people to respect us when we don't respect ourselves?" George Floyd was the ringleader of a violent home invasion. Like all of these things to discredit this man, like him being killed on camera should be is fine. It's I don't know, bro. Like, so, bro. so like. Yeah, it's just, it's it's hard. it's just difficult, man. And the thing is, see, 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 see all those people that have made them comments. Make your comments, innit? You're well within your rights to make your comments. My problem, and I've always said that, is when it's people that look like me and my own people, that you just want to be different. You want to look like you're intelligent and you want to come up with bullshit like, oh, how can people respect us when we don't respect ourselves? Like, bro, really? BBC seemed to be seemed to be intent on setting back race relations 50 years. You constantly dwell on the negatives rather than the positive and try to compare us with America. George Floyd was a career criminal that you are canonizing him. Uh, Lee Rigby was a law-abiding citizen who served his country, not a sausage. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. That like, and that's the kind of stuff that makes me not want to talk about it anymore. But I suppose we have and to. And that's keep kind of why it. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. But we have to. I think, have I, think, to. I think the thing is, you can't be silenced, and you can't like the thing is until until the, the in in some of the stuff that I've been reading. Right, it says that white people are very uncomfortable with confronting race white people are very uncomfortable with policy that is 
to the advantage. So like in America, the governments have thought about why don't we bring in policy that benefits directly African-Americans that helps them. And most of the time they can't pass it because like the, the wider, you know, the Senate and so on and, and, and so on and the Congress are like, why would we do that? Because it's not to the benefit of the wider population. So a lot of the time you have to dilute conversations around blackness with, with, with class and, and poverty and all these other ideas. But you know what? I think it's about time that, you know, in a way, white people engage with race, right? And so white people created the idea of race. We didn't. Black people didn't create race, right? And then since then, it's been like rebranded as this black preoccupation. No, you guys care about race. You just pretend you don't. So it's about time you guys confront it. It's about time you guys have conversations about it and you're comfortable. I mean, if anything, in the past year, that's in the past year, that's that should be one of the things that you you come to the real, realization that, you know, it's really important to have these conversations and for people not to be silenced and for people not to be dismissed the minute they mention race or the minute the BBC gives a platform to a black man that was brutally murdered and broadcasted all around the world on social media and, and led to worldwide protests that featured black and white people, right? And the minute the BBC tried to commemorate that, like people come out of the woodwork trying to say, oh, this undermines Lee Rigby or this undermines this person. It's not one or the other, like, you know. It's like yeah, you talk about yeah. Wayne Rooney and you say, oh my gosh, that undermines Alan Shearer. <laughs> it don't make yeah. sense. It, it, makes, it don't make no sense. It's, it's stupid, but, you know, going back, going back to what you said to me about your, your, the thing that you've done, Ace, with Shawnee B, and listening to that that white woman who just broke it down, she was like, listen, them man, they scare me. You man scare me. But she didn't know why. And and having more people like that just come out and be open and honest without fear of, 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 of being ridiculed and mocked. Because when I sit down and, and these things happen and 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 then you know. You, you have a group of people that say, oh, let's sit down and talk. Let's talk about this. And my attitude is there's nothing to talk about. Stop killing us. It's not a conversation. Like, it's not a conversation. Stop killing us. But this part is a conversation. Like, what makes you feel a black guy that's taller than you are or, you know, wearing a certain type of thing? And the reality is it's media. It's what the media tells you, it's what the media portrays, what you're seeing that's being shoved down your throat every single day, you know. And it's not just one person or one organisation. Like, it's not music. It's not just TV. It's not just the internet. It's not just, you know, uh, is it Tommy Robinson or them and there that, you know, it, it's so many different things, but... You know, people like that you had on, on, on your show, Ace, we need more people like that to come out and have these honest conversations. No, I conversations. See me though, do you know what it is? Like, I think, I think sometimes when I hear us all talking about racism, I think like it's unrealistic to think that we're ever going to get rid of racism. I, I don't, I can't see it happening. But what, <laughs> I do, what I do want to happen is that if you're racist or you commit a racist act, that you got to pay for it. 
You, that's that's it. So if you kill a black man, then you go jail. If you call a bouncer the N-word, then you lose your job and you get ripped on social. Like, I just want them to all pay for what they've done. That's all I, that's all I really care about. You can be racist. Be racist over there. Have your own thoughts and feelings. I don't care. Like, be racist. But just know that if you do something that's going to affect me or my people, then you're going to pay for it. And that's all I really want. I, I think that, like, us, like, trying to get, and I think maybe it's a bit of a defeatist attitude in regards to like changing the way that people think. I don't feel like we can. I genuinely don't. And maybe that's a negative thought to have. But I just feel like if you do something that affects our people, then you have to pay. It has to be accountability. And that's how that's what I want. You know when you you know when you was growing up, yeah? Did your did your parents ever say to you you got work hard uh, twice as hard because of the colour of your skin? Did you ever hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Femi, did you ever hear that? Didn't hear that no, do you know what? What's funny is that my mom never said it in those words, but my mom, my mom always, my mom said, you know, alluded to the fact that you know you're black, you're going out there as a black man. Do you know what? To be fair, yeah, should I tell you guys? Like, should I be real? Like, my mom more spoke about it from like what immigrant perspective, like we're from Africa, we're from Nigeria, we migrated mm. here. So we're going to be treated a certain way because we migrated here. Mm. See Africans, yeah, you see old school Africans, they properly like don't engage with the race thing properly. Mm. No, because no, when I'm saying this is because I was listening to someone the other day and they were talking about this and they were saying it's not really, it was, it was actually a teacher and she was saying that is a thing that a lot of black people, I remember my mom saying it all the time, like when it was serious, like Lee, you're going to have to work twice as hard because of the colour of your skin. And but is it an added pressure that doesn't need to be there because you shouldn't be comparing yourself to that? And no, this is what the doctor, and this is what the, this is what the teacher was saying. She's saying that parents shouldn't be teaching their kids that because I, you should I, you should show your kids it's a level playing field. No, but it's not. Instead no, of putting it's the, not, no, but instead not, of putting the fear in, it was saying instead of putting the fear in of that you've got to work twice as hard, that could overstress someone as a as no, young to I, hear I, that I, kind I of thing. Also, need to um, they, like your like little like little Damon, yeah might look at Johnny and be like, okay, if it's a level playing field, then how come Johnny is getting X, Y, and Z and I'm not? Yeah, but what about, what about if you say, forget what Johnny's getting, focus on what you're doing? Nah, the reason, nah. The reason I disagree with that, yeah, is because what, what that shows from an early age is I'm letting my child know the system is not fair and the system is designed to not let you win. Do you understand? So... If you but want surely, two apples, go on. If you want two apples, you're gonna to have to put in twice as much work to get those two apples. Yeah, but say they give up then. Say say you have a deep thinking yeah, child that's yeah, like, well, yeah, what's the point then? What's the point? No, nah, that's down to me. That's down to me, and that's what that's that's down to what I'm gonna instill in my child and what I is gonna instill and what all of you lot are gonna collectively instill. Do you know what I mean? There's no giving no, up. Yeah, There's but no it's not I'm not saying I'm not saying that you can install these things into kids, yeah. But sometimes, you know, you could you could do all. I know so many people that put their kids damage. in private school, private school, and do all of that, and they just don't want it. They're not like that. That's They're not though. on that's it different. like that. No, that's, that's differently. Different. But I'll be that's honest. Different. Like I'll be honest. I've never I've never said that to my I've not said that to my kids yet. But I imagine I'm gonna have to eventually say it to my kids, right? Because even like you know, one of my kids, I'm always talking to him like you know, like you're 
And he's like, oh, I don't know why the teacher always says this to me. I say, listen, but I don't say that he's because he's black. I'm like, you're you're big, you're loud, you've got presence. And so they're always going to look at you because like you're the biggest kid in your class and blah, blah, blah. Mm. I'm sure the fact that he's black has to do with it. But I don't really, I'll be honest, I don't really, maybe um, it's a mistake that I'm going to pay for later on. I don't really go on, like they're still young, my kids are in primary school, but I don't bang on to them about, or you're black, so this, you're black, so that. I don't. I don't I think we should tell our kids that anymore. Though. I don't, you know, Damon, I, I, I'll i be honest. I don't. I just say to my kids, you know what? Like, you just have to be great. You can do anything. And that was the point that the, the, I don't, the, doctor, I don't, the teacher was saying. She was saying the same thing you're saying. It's like, we, that is a, a something that we practice back in the day. It doesn't work. It's You just kind of instill, like you said, Femi, you tell your kids, don't tell them about what's against them. You, or their colour is going to be a hindrance, you kind of just install, you know what, that's what you want, this is what you focus, it's about your focus, don't worry about that. People people, want, people are not going to like you, not because, it's because they don't like themselves. If someone don't like you and they haven't got a reason, it's because they don't like themselves, clearly, in it. Bro, my I, job, my job I, as a parent, I, Lee, is to show my, like, I see one of my jobs as a parent is to show my kids there's no limits. Mm-hmm. Like, to, to make, to create a world where they see no limits. Obviously, when like, I'm not saying they're not going to experience racism. When that does happen, like, and are they prepared for it? So, like, I, I'm showing them there's no limits. But at the same time, I've bought the children version of Black and British for my son to read, so he knows. And my sons know about all the civil rights leaders, and my sons know about like you know South Africa because my son's family they're from South Africa as well. So when they were in South Africa, they were talking about um, Rhodesia. And like they were asking about Cecil Rhodes and their mom just told them about Cecil Rhodes, who was like, you know, who did like evil things in, in Southern Africa. And so like you're like, and Zimbabwe used to be called Rhodesia after this man who basically killed loads of, loads of um, Southern South Africans, like, you know, in Zimbabwe, South Africa and so on and so forth. And so like for ultimately, I don't pretend to my kids that these things have not happened, but I don't use it as a way to limit their expectations of what they can attain in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I mean, look, the, for me, it's not it's not about, you know, the whole point of telling them that they've got to work twice as hard, you know, isn't to kind of limit them or, or let them know that you can only expect to achieve a certain level. But for me, more so, you know, especially with Kaseyla Victor, the more that I look at him, the more I just think... You're, 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 you're brilliant. You're amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like, like to have your skin colour, people pay lots and lots of money to go and, and just lay in the sun to get close to your skin colour. Like understand your brilliance. Like, there's no limits. There, there, there's no limits. And, and But he needs to be aware that people will try and hold him back because of his skin colour. So because of this, do what you're doing, but make sure, laugh, joke, play, ramp, do all of that. But you see when tasks have been set for you, don't worry that Johnny hasn't done it. Make sure you've done it. And don't ever, don't ever sit there and say, oh, well, because Johnny didn't do it, so I should be all right. No, 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 no. Forget all of that. Do what you need to do and what's what the tasks that have been set for you to do. Yeah, you know I mean, focus on that, you know, and 
I think it has to be done. It, you know, I can't let my son walk into school, nurse, maybe not even nursery, but school, college, university, the big wide world, without arming him with the knowledge that it's not fair and people will try and tear you down. I, I can't do that for him. I, don't, I can't do that for him. No, no way. But the thing is, life is not fair, yeah? And people will try to tear you down, but do you know what? There's a certain conditioning that we need to be conscious of as black people that we're not conditioning our children in ideas steeped in victimhood. Yeah, but look, you see what no, you're saying. Like, did, you, did you get what I'm saying? No, it's 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 a, it's a it's a Damon. It's a fine balance, and I'm not yeah, even saying that I'm doing it right. No, I I hear you, but this is the thing. I try. I said this exact same thing a couple months ago when it came to daughters. Yeah, I said the exact same thing. I said, why waste your time and energy on the negative? Yeah. Why focus on the negative? Don't get pregnant. Don't do this. Don't do that. And all you man, all you man was laughing like I'm just telling foolishness. And I'm saying, listen, let's focus on the positive. Be brilliant. Because if if, if you be brilliant, you won't have time for the man that are talking about house party. If your focus is on brilliance and your focus is on is it, your focus is on achieving that, you won't be talking about, oh, I'm going to hang out at the chicken shop. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know when we was growing up and we all had a child near us that could say that our alphabet backwards. And you know, man would look at him like, fam, why, 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 what, you think I've got time to learn the alphabet backwards? You're wasting your time. We all had a kid around like that. And we're all like, you're learning the alphabet backwards. Your parents are strict. Your brain has no boundaries. Push your brain. Learn the, learn the alphabet backwards. Why not? Why not? What else are you going to do? Sit on the computer? Nah, 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 nah. So for me, it's, it, it, yeah, I hear you for me. It's on, on, on one hand, it's pushing them to be brilliant and focusing on be brilliant, be excellent, be all you can be and more. There's nothing that can enter your head that you cannot achieve. And, and 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 yes, we have to push that, but we still have to let them know, listen, it's not a fair world. And even at the beginning of this conversation, I thought to myself, if you live in, if you living back in the, in Nigeria, Femi, would this even be a question for you? No, because it's it's not it about no, it's not about this is the thing, right? You see, in, in, in the West, it's about it's it's about race, elitism gender, all these issues come into play, right? Um, sexuality and so on and so forth. So it's a cocktail of different things that you're fighting mm. against as a mm. black person, potentially, right? Mm. In Africa, race is not one of the part, it's not in the cocktail. It's about privilege, it's about um, status, it's about class, it's about connections, it's about... Um, nepotism and all of there's no access you don't have access right so it's about access to education access to to jobs and it's about the relationships um your family name and so on and so forth and so it's more of a hierarchical system so i just think for me it's um it's a completely different thing i went on a podcast over there and i was talking to these boys and they were asking me about how it was coming from nigeria to here blah 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 and i was talking to them i was like I didn't even know what it meant to be black. Generally, as a 10-year-old, see my son, he's going to be 10, my oldest son this year. 
he knows what it means to be a black person, right? He understands it. I didn't know that when I was 10. I moved to England when I was 10 years old, yeah? I knew I was black, don't get me wrong, but I didn't know, along with being black, meant that you were expected, you had all these negative stereotypes attached to who you were. You were. Mm. Does that make yeah. sense? It might yeah. be hard for you, man, to think. To no, I, get it. I get it, I get it. Because I get I didn't... it. I get it. And, and the thing is, and I, I know what you mean, because at a certain age, I was very aware that police looked at me differently than looked at somebody else differently. I was very aware that when I walked into a shop, I would be getting followed over that person, you know? And, and, and this is the thing that, you know, I, I, can't, I can't remember who, who brought it to light, but it was like the stresses that black people have when they wake up in the morning, the things that they have to consider just on a daily basis. Can I sit next to that woman on the train? Can I sit next to that woman on the bus? You know, when I walk into the shop, you know how many times man walked into a shop and had bought something that they didn't want so it doesn't look like they went into the shop to steal something? Do you know how mad that is? Whether no, it's a sweet shop or whatever. Same. Damn. That's wild, bro. Do you think? Do you think for me, yeah, like one of the liberating factors for black people and that what we've embraced is technology has liberated us. It meant if I go into that corner shop here yeah, and I'm not feeling it, I can go into Sainsbury's local where they've got cameras to see whether I'm gonna teeth or not, and the man's not gonna follow me around Sainsbury's local again. Although no, those African uncles do, he's still following me, cuz. But I hear you. No, but do you get what I'm saying? So, so like, yeah. there's, 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 there's ways around it now. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not like back in the but day. Even that, but that's my point, though. That's still a consideration. That's still a thought that a certain demographic of people, a certain type of people, do not even consider. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you know? Can you, if, can you imagine if we added up every single time we had to make a decision based on the color of our own skin? No, D, being, being black in the West is very traumatic. It's trauma. Absolutely. I know that it's very like, you know, like even Absolutely. like on a low level, there's different levels of trauma, but it's a Absolutely. very traumatic experience. The minute you leave your house, it's potentially Femi. so, so you know, traumatic. Do you, know man, do you know how man has to get himself to a certain level to go and pay for the petrol? Man has to get himself to a certain level mentally to walk into Zara, Diesel, just the shopping center. Man has to get himself mentally to a certain level. Fam, is it, bro? It, it, you're absolutely right. It's, it is traumatic, but you know what, D? Like, I'll, I'll be honest. What is, I'm aware about. I'm aware of racism. I I I study it. I study race. And I've got tons of books here that I read and like, you know, I'm, I give my kids have access to like children versions of them and so on and so forth. But for me, like the main important thing is I am not going to let racist white people cap the way I perceive myself. Yeah, of course. I am. And, but of it's course. hard. It's hard. And, but that's the fine balance that we need to do with our children as well. It's like, you know, because that when what 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 struck me, what I talk to my missus about all the time is that I go to my children's school. The kids are diverse. It's like, you know, um, um, Nia came on and she was talking about how diverse um, our school is, right? 
But I wanted to ask her, but I didn't want to be, I didn't want to go in, I didn't want to grill her. Is that, do you know, yeah, like those schools, the teachers are all majority white. My children's school, I go into my children's school, right? Most of the teachers are white, right? And, and some of them are, have no idea of the cultural context that a lot of these children's are com children are coming from. And in a way that affects their education. My missus, I think, no, it wasn't even my missus. I forgot it was. I think some, um, some, someone that I knew that was a teacher the other day tells me one, um, some kids, right, got a new teacher in there. No, it was a tweet. I saw a tweet. Like, um, uh, this guy goes, oh, you know, I just started work at a new school and, and the kids saw me and they were like, finally, we've got a black teacher. Because actually some of the systems that are still in place is that they, 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 they create difficulties for the kids. And so if we're, if we're sending our kids into those situations, we need to be aware that some of these teachers might be biased. You look at the GCSE this year, the teachers are deciding a grade, you know, um, sorry, you, 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 know, you know what's mad? Sorry, you know what's mad? Yeah, you think you're saying that when I went to school, yeah, you know, the black teachers that I had, yeah, blood, they were like family, yeah, it was so stressful, blood. I think it was more pressure, blood. I swear, dad, it was so pressure. If you see my math teacher, yeah, he was a legend, bro, but bro, I felt like he wanted me to do the most, and I was like, so you know, I'm not that smart, you know, I don't know, I don't know what you heard, I don't know who told you anything. <laughs> But I'm struggling. He used to always call me out on everything. I'm like, wow, this man not giving me no break, bro. Wants to do this man. But, but he saw me as his son. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? But he swept me so hard, I nearly failed. I nearly failed. So what, what I was going to say yeah, is, Femi, in that situation where you said, because um, you said you don't teach your sons that they have to work that twice as hard, would you tell them to call it out if they felt like they were being forced to jump through hoops that other people weren't? Yeah, but my sons, listen, my sons like know about rates. I told you guys about the time the kid at the tennis club. I know, but then when when does that fall into what you're talking about, about us falling into the victimhood thing? No, because I don't know. It's a thin line. But for me, I know that the way I'm bringing up my children, I'm bringing them up to be excellent at whatever they do. I'm exposing my children to lots of like literature about everything right, to do with the world, to do with their history as Nigerians, as South Africans, as British kids, right? And they, 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 they're getting a full experience through myself, through stories. And I don't lie to my kids. So if they ask me something, they ask about George Floyd. We tell them, you know, that radio show that you did with, um, with, um, with Shawnee B, they listened to it. They were in a car. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not like I pretend to my kids that, oh, racism is not a real thing. Like, but then, like, you know, I look at my life and I could say, oh, I didn't get this because I was black. I didn't get, I don't do that. I don't do that in my life because I can't control racist white people. I can control what I do. And, and my thing is, no, I need to empower my sons to be able to go into the world, to be able to be the greatest version of them and to do the best that they can in whatever situation they can do. Like my main thing, what I live by, what I strongly live by is that, I can't control other people's actions. I can't control other people's perception of me. But what I can do is make sure that when it, wherever I go, there's a, I carry excellence. However, however, if you try my sons and you're racist to my sons, I will try to fight you and my wife will write letters. But can I say, 
I can, can I say that all of that was is great, and I I stand by a lot of that stuff. But you know that like in in systematic racism, yeah, you can be excellent, and it still means you won't get to the top. Yeah, but you can if be I the talk, absolute no, best. Ace, Ace, but if yeah, you're definitely. Not, no, but my point is like you can be the best at whatever you do. Yeah, no, but you can Ace, be the best, Ace, the absolute Ace, best, Ace. and they can still hold you down, bro. They can still hold Ace, you down. My point is, if I told my kids that, right, that that doesn't get them. If they work twice yeah. as hard, it doesn't, doesn't get help. them. Doesn't it doesn't help. Get, it doesn't help. So why am I depressed? Why am I oppressing the them point? with, with the, that information? It's not, it's not a valid. It's not a valid thing to talk why about. Why am I oppressing my? Yeah, put hey, that there, it don't make no sense. Lee, why am I oppressing my kids? Yeah, with the fact that they could be the best radio presenter in the world, but still they might not get a job on Radio One. <laughs> yeah. They might not get to present the Radio One <laughs> breakfast show. Ace, Ace, I'm with you, and this is this is where this is where we as parents get involved beyond words, yeah? Because I agree with what Ace is saying fully, and I hear what you two are saying. You know what the difference is? Ace, you're at that point, and I'm just using you as an example. No, forget it. Back to the example uh, at the beginning of the show. At the beginning of the show, yeah? There's four of us on the screen right now. Femi laid it out, clear as day. Lee, fuck it, I will finance your live show. There's enough, there's enough of us about to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, my son, this is what you want to be in life and you you are unable to get there because racist white people are holding you down. You know what? We've got another angle. We've got another path. We don't have to go the Radio 1 Extra path. We don't have to go the Capital path. We don't have to go the, the Channel 4 path. And, and that's my point. So you're still going to know about it, but it's not going to hold you back from being who you need to be is for us and, and this generation right now to make sure that you don't have the stresses that we have and, the, oh, and provisions oh. are, 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 are being put in place. So when you do, when you do turn around and say, this is what I want to be, we're going to get you there. Oh, and we're going to make you the most powerful and the most successful of what you want to be. And yeah. that you don't have to, and that you don't have to go through the bullshit and have to rely on 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 somebody who doesn't like you because of the color of your skin to keep you here. It, you, know you know what? You know you know what? I spoke about this a couple of months ago. I don't you remember? You remember when I said about I was watching a program on BBC and it was talking about basically this cleaner and she always wished that her son could work in this in the city in Canary Wharf in one of these big companies. One who worked for these big companies, basically. Her son got the qualifications. He went to university, got top grades and average university. But then the study went on to say, basically, what happens is the, the black guy was in the scenario of applying for the job. So you got the CEO there. The black guy excelled at most of the stuff in experimental. They, so they put the black guy, it was an Asian, there was white people. So it was all, but what it led down to, the analyst said, is that's fine, they can excel. But what happens is that CEO can't identify, can't sit down and look at that person as their child. And that is probably why they will never be incorporated into the business on a high level. They'll, they'll be high. They can get to a high level, but they will not be at that top of that business if the CEO, because the CEO, what they, what, they, what they couldn't do is sit down and have a general chit chat. Meaning like, you know, imagine you go to, you go to work drinks. 
there would have been a stiff conversation. There's no conversation. So the CEO wouldn't, couldn't build up trust in that guy to be like, yeah, join. This is the business that you should be in. Do you get what I mean? And that's that's so, why I believe, Lee, for me, that's why I'm a strong believer and a strong preacher in having black leaders. 100%. Businesses. So that like, is the way at forward. the BBC, having black leaders. But, then, but, but see, Femi, and I'm with you, but, and, and this is kind of, that's my point, because right now, yeah, I've got a guy who's got his, his own hedge fund companies and, and finance companies, this and that and that. We've got a guy that's got his own lawyer firm. We've got we've got Cheryl, who's a barrister. We've got Dean, who, you understand what I'm saying? We've got Ace, who could potentially go on and have his own radio station. We've got you, Femi, who's got your own film company. Do you understand what I'm saying? So 10, 15, 20 years ago, yes, we have to rely on these people that couldn't relate to us and couldn't understand us that were like, nah, you don't really make it, rude boy. You know, we're on this pub thing and you are on this pub thing or whatever it is, the cultural differences, you know, we joke about them, but they are real. You understand? Now it's different and, and, and it's getting better and better. We had a 15-year-old girl on the show who's written a book, what, 10 years ago? 20 years ago, she's going to be the inspiration for her generation to be like, yo, and it's exactly what you said, hey, how do you go from having an idea to putting it down? And it's with the love and the dedication of her dad and her mum and her uncles and aunts and everybody else that looks like her, that struggled before her, that's like, you know what, I'm going to make sure this happens. And we are that pool right now and, and, and the listeners and that are in our chat group right now it's you know six degrees of separation yes we have to teach our children to be great and amazing and 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 dream there's no there's no cap on your dreams be who you want to be but we just have to make sure that we're in a position that we can help them get them there no but i just i just think our our job is to equip them to inform them about the fact that there's racism in the world but not to inform them that if you work twice as hard, you will overcome that racism. Because you won't. <laughs> Whatever the way it is, do you know what I mean? Because you won't. You, you, you just don't. Yeah. You, it's, you it's, just a flawed, don't. it's flawed, isn't it? Your house is your house, my house is my house. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like, yeah, no, It's a debate on everyone's different age. Like, you know what I'm like, saying? I've said, like I've said several times in this conversation, I'm sure, like, I'm not. I'm just making it up as I go along. I don't know if it's right or not. Do you course, get what I'm saying? Of course. I don't know, but I just, I just, I'm very conscious that you know, I don't, I don't. Um, that we've been talking about this for time, and that we should like wrap up. No, we need to, we need to get the latest with Lee because you didn't even tell us the latest. No, there's yeah. two things that I want to mention before we get the latest with Lee. Um, Number one, um, there was a lady called Sasha Johnson. Um, she was one of the Black Lives Matter um, activists. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, she was shot in the head in, a, in, a, in the garden of a property. And they still don't know why. There were some men went into the... There were four men. Yeah. All black went into the garden. And um, she's in critical condition in hospital. And uh, we send prayers up to her and her family and hopefully she recovers soon but there's not that much information about why there's very little there's very little which is a bit weird isn't it yeah it's a bit mad Mm. but Uh, yeah yeah bless up up to her and her family Mm -hmm. 
but and also someone on our Twitter account said, please, I beg, do a one-off special just with little man and his parents. <laughs> Why you really don't want to see it for real though? I think it should I think it'll be lit. I think Ace should just host it and like me and Damon should watch and it should just be Lee and his two parents. It might be fun. What I got bad questions. Can I can I like ask your dad questions? I got what, it's, his birth, it's my dad's birthday today, you know. Happy birthday. Happy Pops. birthday, what? Daddy Lee. Mm. Pops no, we birthday should, today, we should get he, him on. I phoned him, he forgot. Happy <laughs> his birthday here. You forgot, boy. He's like, is it? He's like, right. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. his own birthday. He's not really one of them man there, you know. I'm going to go around there on the weekend and um, bring him a cake and that. He's going to hate it. He's going to hate it. He don't do all of that, man. He's a proper yard man, you know. Just bring him a bottle, just bring him a bottle of Dragon Stout or something and a, and, yeah. and a pre-rolled cigarette. Yeah, I'm going to bring him his herbs. Uh-huh. How's Auntie Lee? Yeah, oh, yes. so... so Right, so so last we heard on our mm. on our WhatsApp group is that Lee was possibly being apprehended no, I was about by to get security arrested today. slash the police because was he was about to get arrested. Yeah, boy. Fill us in. So, so, so I got a phone call because you know what I had a, I haven't seen it for a couple of weeks in it. So I thought you mm. know what and I was I'm always ready even now like I know there's a possibility. But you know what? I kept, something happened, you know? Remember when I first saw, saw her? Do you remember what I told you? She was with a guy and he was disabled. Yeah. Now, imagine this, Femi, yeah? And I'm saying this to you, Femi, because now, you know, today, she, for the first time, she told me that's her son. Really? And now, and I'm thinking, did she not tell me because she was embarrassed or she thought I was going to judge her? Do you get what I'm saying? It's weird that I'm saying that, but I got the sense that she felt embarrassed. She told me basically he was starved of oxygen as a baby and he was autistic. And then basically they kept pumping him with drugs as like trying to, and it just made him worse and worse. But I was thinking, cause I said, where's the, where's the guy that you used with your friend? Cause she said, she, she, she introduced me as a friend that she was looking after when I first met him. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And now all of a sudden, but I knew something was up because you know, when you see a carer sometimes, they're a little bit rough. And when I say a little bit rough, it's because they're a carer. They're used to like, they know the level. If I was a carer, for example, right now, walking into it at the beginning, I'm going to be extra helpful because mm. I'm thinking that, but after a while, maybe I'll just start getting a bit more rugged, maybe a little bit jokey. Not, I'm not going to take the mick, obviously, but you know, she was, she was always soft with him. And I was thinking, right. And I know how hard she can be as a woman. Do, do you know what I mean? Because she was hard with me. Anyway. And she told me that was her son today. So I thought like, right, that was a bit, I just, and that was just as I was leaving her. But so today when I picked her up, she gave me a phone call yesterday and she said, right. Um, I saw the number come up and I was like, ching, ching. I'm back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> it's been a slow week. I need this right now. So she phoned me and she was like, yeah, I need you tomorrow. And to go and see my sis, oh, rah, rah, rah. I said, listen, don't you worry about that. She's moved the dress. She's living in an, <laughs> She's living in the next high high price uh, residential. Wow. So I knew the money must be going up. Do you get what I'm saying? And I get the sense just today that she missed me. You know, wow. like, wow. I, don't, I don't know. She was just a bit more. To be honest with you, I got there at 10 in the morning. She didn't come down to 11, you know. She's mugging me off. <laughs> She's mugging me off. 
The killer thing is, I went into the, so I went into the reception, yeah, and there was a lady there, and I said, "Oh, is there um, by any chance today night?" Cause I don't know her name in it. I was like, "There's a there's a lady, Nigerian lady that's staying here," and the woman just dig big breath like, "Oh," and I was like, "Right, she's hard work, yeah." And the woman, <laughs> you, you don't even want to know, and I knew. It. I was like, "Don't worry, man. You just got to keep her sweet." And she's like, "No one can keep her sweet. Nobody." Anyway, they. <laughs> They phoned her up and then she phoned me back because I, I gave her about 10 missed calls. She said, oh, I'm coming down in a minute. She's always, she's got the best excuses. Her excuses, like, she's got an excuse for everything. Anyway, I took her on a little run in today, went up to Ilford. Then we went down there and she said she wants to go West End, innit? So I'll get to West End. She goes, she wants to go Lloyd's Bank on West End. I don't know why all the way to West End, though, but is what it is. We're going to Lloyd's Bank and I park up at 2.30. 4.30, I'm sweating. I'm thinking, where's this woman? Where's this woman? Because you remember, I've dropped her off on Oxford Street. It's not like I could just jam there. I need to move and hit the back roads. So I'm thinking, in my head, I'm thinking the worst. I'm thinking, no, nah, she's done a runner. I've got Nando's. I've popped into a few shops. I'm thinking, right, no Miss Cools, no nothing. Do you get what I'm saying? So anyway, I thought, right, I'm going to go to the bank. Long shot. This is after I sent you the voice note that I think she's done a runner. Or oh, I sent you a message, didn't I? So I've gone to the bank, yeah? And I look through the window. I'm peering through the window like this. <laughs> because, and this is purely out of frustration. So I'm peering through the window and I can see her. And I'm thinking, all right, cool. So I'll just wait outside. So I'm waiting now. And so every three, four minutes, I'm turning around. And I'm looking in. She's going from the cashier over there to the clerk over here to the clerk. You know how banks are set up now? There's like five desks. Yeah. Then you've got the long thing. you got that. She's at every single station at some point. So I'm jamming there. And then all of a sudden, about four clerks come out of the bank and they're like, are you all right? <laughs> so now I remember I've got the face mask on. You know what I mean? I'm standing there, I'm like, what's the problem? Oh, no, we just we were just noticing, is there, are you are you meant to be here? So then I was thinking, <laughs> oh, shit. They think I'm out here trying to do movements. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm now trying to get my badge out and I'm like, oh, no, I'm the woman's driver. Rare, rare, rare. And they were like, are you sure? I said, go and ask her. What do you mean I'm going to go ask her? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anyway, I left her. When she come out? Lee, did you, did you just call yourself a driver, yeah? I just said, <laughs> yeah, I called it. I said, I said it. Because you know what? I, had to, I thought I had to be small in this situation. Because if I said anything else, I thought I was going to get into trouble. So I, I tried to, I wanted to make her like, feel. She's big. paying you. Why are you sweating her, bro? Just let her stay she, wherever she's. Like, no, she's no. for the time. Why are you sweating her, bro? Do you know what, Ace? When she yeah. comes out of that bank, where's she going? <laughs> what do you mean, where's she going? Where can she go? Because you know, I'm my, my cab's on the back road. So where's she going? <laughs> this woman will just put her hand out and get another cab, you know? Oh, you, so you, the, you wanted to the make bill sure was she big got money. Your oh, okay, see. The bill was big money at this stage, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't want to go to her back to her, her yard. Yeah, I hear you. Do you know what I'm saying? Looking she for wouldn't have done, it, she wouldn't have done that to you. Well, this is the thing. She, she, she wouldn't have, but... You know, sometimes, even it's sometimes, because like I said, one day, like Mary Poppins, she's going to disappear, you know? And I got a feeling she's winding me up for the big one. She's going to wind me up, like I say, one, she'll just say, oh, look, instead of me paying you daily, why don't I just give you £2,000 on Friday? And I'll be, me like an idiot, I'll be like, mm, that sounds like a good deal, with it? <laughs> Friday comes, I don't never see this woman again. And when I ask at the front desk who she is, they say, there's no woman that's ever lived here who <laughs> looks like this woman. Do you that's get what I'm saying? That way, that way. No, no, but that was the thing. But you know what she said to me? She came out the back. She goes, good. I'm following her around now. 
I'm like, yeah, no, where you going now? She goes, I need to go boots. <laughs> so I'm following her around, yeah. She goes, yeah, it's a good thing you're following me because if you're not following me, I would have wandered down West End. I want to go shopping now. But what and what you wouldn't have told me. You get what I'm saying? You can't disappear from someone for two hours. Listen, if I leave you in your whip for five minutes, I'm gonna phone you in it. it ain't it right? You don't leave Lisa on for two hours. Like after what would you not think that she's disappeared? No. The money was good though. She's paying you though. She is paying, to be honest with you, she is paying me, but it's not the point though. Like, uh, at least let me know where you are. How huh? does this work, yeah? So is your taxi on all this time? So what it is is I, what I do is I don't turn on I don't turn on the meter until I until she gets in, and I think she respects that because by by right I'm allowed. Once she says she wants me in my time, I could turn it on from the time she calls me. But how did you charge her for the two hours then? So what I did no what I do is I do my because she's a little ginnels isn't it she thinks she's sweet <laughs> she thinks she can sweet talk me so what I do is I let the bill get all fat off yeah. and then I'll knock off like fifty quid yeah. You get what I'm saying? I, I'm I'm not gonna charge. I can't charge. No, but because... what I'm saying, what I'm saying, can your meter still keep going whilst your engine's off? Yeah, it will still tick. It'll tick slowly. So it ticks. It ticks time over distance. Yeah, but if your stop stands still, it ticks very slowly. Okay. Very slowly, very slowly, to a point where you don't really make no money just sitting there. You make you, in in the two hours that I was sitting there, it probably went say twenty quid in two hours. For two hours. That's nothing, though. That's nothing. But what, do you get what I'm saying? But yeah. if I'm moving, it's ticking. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's... it's. But like I said, we're, we're, we are, we're doing shuttles. We're doing shuttles. We're here, there. This woman don't stop, you know. This woman's got... I don't know. Her coin is nice because she just... She just... She go. She What she does, she... This is how I know. She goes from one shop to the next one to the next one. I'm like, where you going? That She walked into Ann Summers. I said, do you know where you're going? <laughs> She goes, I thought it was boots. She goes, see, it's a good thing you are here because I would have gone in there and I would have looked for something I don't need. But she knows what? why she was going in there. You just bought her thing, fam. No, 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 Ace. No, you did. She, she knows boots. why she, she, knows she, she, she was meant to be going into boots. Boots was next door and she wandered in. She just, she, she's away with the fairy some of the time, you know? But she's looking for coffee, yeah? So the first thing we did, we, she goes, ah, before I go to this, this appointment. No, she said, this is what she said to me. Just ask, she goes, ah, I'm late. I know I'm late. So when I'm late... I just think I'm so embarrassed already. I might as well be more late. <laughs> That's her logic. That's what she said to me. So I said, Your appointment is at 12:30, and now it's quarter to one. You're thinking, oh, I'm just gonna take the piss a little bit more. <laughs> That's how she thinks. That's how she's telling me. That mentality, man. It's I that she's like, I'm already embarrassed. She goes, I'm already embarrassed, so I might as well be more late. I want to meet I her so like, badly. You know what? I'm, you know what? I'm I'm I think I'm nearly there. I want to bring her on the show, man. But she won't be able to set up this thing. She gets a, stressed as well. Huh? It's a must. We need to meet her. I'm bring you, her to the cut the chat party. Can you imagine? Well, I'm taking her. I'm picking up tomorrow. Five o'clock. I've got, I recorded me and her in boots, yeah? But the sound's so shit, I didn't send it to you lot. <laughs> I'm holding my phone like this. When I'm talking to her, like I'm pretending. But the screen is facing me, so she doesn't think. But it is, I'll, try, I'll try and send it to you lot afterwards. So I'm telling you, the woman's nang. The woman is nang. Listen, imagine you, you no one. to the podcast. Oh, I wish, I wish she did. She's not interested. I'm being honest with you. I do, she don't know my name. She don't know what. She doesn't know anything. She just thinks I'm, I think she just thinks I'm a poor boy. She keeps asking me why I have babies yet. Why have you not had babies? You are a big man. You are 36. In Nigeria, you would be married. Oh, no, no, no. You, you'd be married. You have a big family. 
I'm like, yeah, thanks. You know thanks what's funny? I'm pretty sure she knows all that she needs to know about you. She knows your name. She knows your your, your mom's maiden name. She yeah, probably. She, listen. Probably. Probably. She, she, she fell asleep. She fell asleep in the cab today. I was going to record her then, and then I thought, am I taking the piss off recording her sleeping? Because I, I took her from one place, like from Ilford to the bank in Oxford Street. Like, she was conked. And then I'm, I'm talking to her. I'm like, auntie, auntie, get up. And she's like, oh, this sleep you're giving me now. Look now. Look now. She's doing this. And then she's falling back asleep again. I'm like, man, I swear that I, I, think, I think someone's recording me on the slide, man. She's, honestly, she's, she's a legend. She's, she's like steeping you in like, she's giving you a crash course in Nigerian auntie. I'm telling you, bro. I was, I was kind of prepared in it. But when I'm in it, no, the, it's a love-hate go. relationship. Fam, Nigerian, Nigerian aunties are rago. <laughs> she can abuse you and be nice in the same, yeah, bro. In the same sentence. Bro, welcome to my life, man. This is my mom. This is all my aunties. This is my whole life. That's why you, you lot should be thick skinned, man, because that I, I don't know where I am emotionally with that. Um, but we are. But we are. You know, like you're you're arguing with your mommy, you just don't know whether you hate your mommy. <laughs> You know what she started doing? She's using me as a secretary today. She's like, hey, <laughs> she, she, phone, this, phone this number and give them this email and tell them because they don't understand what I'm saying. I said, you speak like the queen. She said, oh, you think I speak like the queen? I said, yeah, see, I guess her a little bit like that. But then she said, okay, now do it. Now do it quickly. <laughs> what do you mean do it? Who are you talking to? My girl can't tell me them things that you think you're talking to. You still did it. <laughs> I still did it, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Oh, right, guys, agent for we've us. Been two hours now. Two um, hours, boy. We will be back next. Is there anything else that we got to say before we get yeah, out? Yeah, I want you to say, um, rate, subscribe, comment. Make sure um, we've got 2.5k followers on, on YouTube now. Thanks, guys. Now uh, we need to get it's it up. up. 3K, yeah, it's gone up to uh, 2.51. We're on the road to 3K. Buy the book. Buy the book. 3K. Support the cause. Buy the just book. Just two book. hours. So what are you saying? Next week you're coming here? Not in there. We'll arrange it. We'll it, arrange depends, it depends if the airport's open. You live far, blood. I don't live that far. Um, ain't it, it's bank holiday weekend this weekend coming up, isn't it? Yeah. Where are you playing? Where, where, where you I'm not playing anywhere. Where are you waving, Lee? I want to go where Lee's going. I'm, Lee a, I'm about. I'm about. I'll be about. Shout yeah. me, innit? Yeah, man, I'm about. Uh, we will, we will have DLs on a cut the chat event happening very very soon. I'm reckon, very uh, soon. We saying June July it's coming. Don't worry, it's gonna be a nice little shoe beans. But um, mm-hmm. you have to be vaccinated to come in. I'm only joking. <laughs> True. I was only joking. All right. Till next week. Rate, subscribe, comment. We love you guys. Thank you very much Peace. to um, Nia. Nia, go buy the book. And uh, we are out. Let's up. <laughs>